It's the penultimate Thursday of the 2022. The Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast is on the way. We're going to talk a little bit about Miro. Where has he been? Where is he going? What's going on with him? We're going to talk a little bit about WWE and what they have going on with NXT and, uh, you know, a Mandy Rose update, because I know that's what you what you guys ask for. So <laughs> uh, my name is Jamal at Giant Crab on the Twitter machine. Marcellus is to my left, two chambers to my right. And the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast starts right now. here on a thursday it is december 22nd 2022 only eight nine more days left in the year it's the big old belt wrestling podcast i'm jamal again marcellus how you doing sir good man how you feeling i'm i'm warm and that's uh, <laughs> agreed. it's about to go down agreed. already you know west of us you already know what it is uh two james how you doing sir what it do uh, that well. is like the question what what it do exactly uh, <laughs> The scientists are still cracking away to try to figure out what exactly it do. But today, <laughs> on the show, we're going to start with Miro. Uh, you know, Miro came in from WWE, high-profile signing to AEW, had a pretty great run, then got injured. And we know that he's been injured, and that's cool. You know, it happens. But he's cleared. He's ready to go. Yeah, sure, he's been, you know, on TV, booking the show. He was on C- the CBS show, um, I want to say East New York. Uh, you know, did TV thing for a while, but he is ready to go. And apparently, according to Marcellus's uncle, Dave Meltzer. <laughs> Don't talk about my uncle. And you can see the resemblance. It's okay. But <laughs> Miro is actually was slated to come back around full gear, but and and finish their program with uh, Miro and, and Will Hobbs. And apparently finish was going to go in Hobbs' favor. Miro didn't like that and said, "Done all for work for me, brother." Haven't been back on TV, hasn't made his debut. So the question is, how do you re-debut Miro and AEW? Uh, we the gamer evil gamer gimmick didn't really work. Had a good run with the TNT title, but that's we're far beyond those days now. So uh, I'll ask you two chains first: Is what do you do with Miro, and when do you do it? Yeah, I, I'll be honest. I mean, I'm saying I pre-show convo i didn't even realize he was gone i think he's a phenomenal talent and everything you said same sentiments of him being a high profile signing and the interest there and obviously what was going to be the transition from a sports entertainer to a wrestler so i I was pro miro for a long time the gamer thing was kind of like huh well like i get it because maybe that's what he wanted to do he was actually fairly popular on 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 uh on the twitch for a while 
Um, so it makes sense. You know, I, I like to think that, you know, folks like the New Day, when you actually get to really express who you are in terms of your character in wrestling, you ultimately become one of the most successful wrestlers. So I was I was optimistic about it, but it, it just didn't land. And then when he went into this other gimmick and it's kind of hard to identify I, what would you call it but whatever it was it was working maybe just the angry <laughs> the angry guy that just says like you know what that didn't work so i'm just going to be mad at everybody but whatever it is it was working had my attention definitely one of the most interesting wrestlers in aw at that time especially with all the other folks coming in i still was like very pro miro uh but then you know with so many other folks coming in after that and after his injury it's kind of forgot he was there what do we do with miro coming back that's a hard one because one, thank God it's not my job because <laughs> I wouldn't know what to do uh, if I truly had to invest in the plan here. Um, but I, I think what happens here is, you know, it's going to be uh, a, a six man, five man, seven man, ten man with a vacancy. And clearly it's going to come out and it's going to be Miro. He, I don't think he gets a big reintroduction. It's going to be one of those type of things where everybody's going to wonder who it's going to be. Then it's just going to be Miro. And I think he just got to start putting in the reps again. You know, good, strong, high-profile matches on Dynamite. I mean, hell, give him uh, Brian Danson. That's going to definitely turn some heads. Um, and there's a lot of other folks that have kind of stepped up in, in this uh, intermediate time, too. And I could think of, like, a bunch of other just random folks that it would work. Uh, and it, any of the top flight boys, put him in there with them. Um, and just let him do what he do. So I think, I think he knows his worth especially by what you said. And I think he understands from working in one promotion to the next that he truly understands his worth along with his wife, you know, constantly in front of contracts so they understand their worth. I think he probably wants a big introduction, but I don't think he should go that route. I think he should just come in and just do the work. Dynamite, Rampage, Dynamite, Rampage, and then make that big resolve at a pay-per-view that you want. And, 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 and your wrestling would do the talking. Everybody's always been invested in his character. And it's not to say he wasn't a good wrestler in WWE, but his character. I mean, everybody remembers his WrestleMania entrance because his character and, and the presentation of what he brought with that character. So I think no matter, and even with the gaming thing that a lot of people didn't like, people were still like, okay, I see it, I acknowledge it, I don't like it. That's still a reaction. So I, I, I think he just, I think at this point now, he just truly has to just let the wrestling do the talking. Um, and just ease back up in the ranks and 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 he'll be good and and he'll he'll be a champion again very soon okay i mean fair enough uh, i think do you think that that is kind of like that whole well you know you're a good enough talent you know we know who you are just go ahead and start over and win do you think that that kind of that kind of hard reset uh is a detriment to the work that he's put in already uh let me actually let me ask you marcellus um let's say that he does get a hard reset do you put him with a stable? Do you have him in a tag team? You know, does he have a faction? I mean, Lord knows AEW is not afraid to crowd the room with many factions. Uh, you know, where do, where do you see him go? Or does he, does he just do another singles run? So I think this is the problem that we all knew about when AEW starts signing all these talent is what you're going to do with these, these members coming in. You don't have a lot of time or the show capacity 
to put all these stars that you're trying to put up. And of course, anybody that's coming to AEW, let's say from WWE like Miro, they want to shoot all the way to the top. They want to be the top guy because they want to prove their value of where they should have been on their previous program or previous organization to be on this one. So with Miro, speaking of that, to answer your question, I think he should go to a singles run. If I can make a comparison, I think they should reboot Miro kind of like they do or they're doing with Gunther now on WWE make him a gimmick where he's like a total badass where he cannot lose at all like he is unstoppable and fearable and that's how kind of wwe booked him when he first debuted on the main roster when he came out at the royal rumble and then started his singles run you seem like like who can beat this guy like when he had his hold that was his finisher it's like who can come out of this thing like who can tap out but as you slowly build him up and give him a couple of squashes here and there things of that nature Put him against somebody kind of like what two james said like a brian danielson what guther is doing right now in wwe so somebody that's small that shows that he can run the ring with different type of people in aew and just reboot him that way eventually you may be able to put him at that main roster spot but you got to do with mjf you got to take him off and maybe build some type of baby face that can get it off him and then make uh miro that person but build him up in that singles run where you like starting from scratch, but slow build it because we know who he is, but you have to make him think that he's an unstoppable beast. And I think if you do that, make him fearful, you might have something in that right direction. Yeah, see, now this is the problem that I have, and I don't disagree with anything you guys are saying. The problem I have is I think the talent pool has kind of passed him by. And it's not mm, the fact, and it's not his fault. It, it really is just a matter of timing because... I want to believe in Miro and yeah, building him up, making him be that guy, just un unstoppable, you know, wrecking machine. But how many of that have we seen in AEW before? I really want to see something new. I'm tired of seeing a big guy rip a phone book in half because he's a big guy and that's what big guys do. Can I go ahead? I, I mean, and I also think, and I, I could be just completely slanderous here, but I also think that a lot of big guys, that is how they internally feel. Mm -hmm. I think that they just translate that into all their characters. I, I, I do think there's an era of when Vince says, I want you to be that. And they, and, and obviously in the, and I'm not accusing anybody here, but like, let's call it what it was in the high steroid era in all of everything, bodybuilding, sports, all that. That was the goal to come out, be shredded and flex. And that was intimidating. That was a way to show you were a man. And I think I just translated over over time where folks says, like, listen, in order for me to show you <laughs> that I'm the man, I have to have the physique. I have to roar. I have to I have to shred these books. I have to do these things. And we're going to we're going to see that to the end of time. <laughs> That's just what it is, you know. So I to Jamal, to your point, like. Yeah, I, I don't need to see that to believe in you, but I just think it's 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 something like a trigger in sense of like, well, I'm out here, I gotta have an intro, so I'm gonna do something that's a, a flexing and uh, some form of intimidating with the muscular body, and I'm actually gonna actually work that into my 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 how I work my matches too, because you know people dig that shit. So and and I and I add to that real quick. Um, when you look at Tyrus, when you said that, I thought about Tyrus the whole time, right? You have a guy that's a big guy that's supposed to be fearful, but when you put a comedic gimmick on him and takes away that that strong ore, it's like, mm -hmm. how can I ever feel that he will ever be a top guy? And, and it is like a catch-22 when you have that size and stature. Like, look at what Braun Strowman is doing right now. Based on how his gimmick is going, 
I can never see him being a, a top guy uh, at all. So it's like a catch-22. Like, if you have that, you have to fit that role or that aura in order to sell yourself over for a reaction, positive or negative, to put yourself on top. Do you think that we'll ever get out of that that trope then? Because, I mean, I, I, we all agree that because of what we've been fed before over the uh, – and the culture dictating that, you know, big guy is supposed to do big guy things, and no. that's, that's what it is. Do you think we'll ever break that cycle? Somebody no. could have broke that cycle. I think Keith Lee could have broke that cycle, but he never – years ago, the, maybe. But, but like you say, never got the time. That's a huge thing that you mentioned, that if time passes you by when you miss your moment, you'll never get it. And there's so many wrestlers that could have had their moment like I can think of Damian Sandow, I think of Keith Lee, Mr. Kennedy, and once again, I guess I have to put my boy in there. But when you think about things over time where they miss their mark, it's I, hard to get it back. I don't. I mean, I don't know, man. I I I constantly refer back to uh, the great uh, of Big Swole, and and obviously whoever they invest in can obviously and, and give the time to can obviously be a star. Um, and I'm paraphrasing, obviously. And I don't think the time has passed them. I do think talent has gotten amazingly better. And I think good talent looks different ways. So, like, yeah, you can look at Miro and say, oh, yeah, he looks like a top-tier pro wrestler by uh, presentation, yep. by physique. Um, the the name, uh, Rusev and Miro both works name-wise. Yep. Um, and, 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 and in character work. I think both character and person and, and, and actual his personal uh, his personal persona. I think that you you see star power in him. The injury is unfortunate, and I don't think he does not deserve to be in the top tier. But at, again, I think he just needs to come in and work his way up instead of like the y'all know what it is. I need to be up top. Cool. And I think we acknowledge some people acknowledge that, but also think that like this is. I think you want to really, really, really get people behind you. Besides us already knowing that you're top tier talent, work your way up. And and to your point, Jamal, the answer is no because. Um, gym culture is never going to change. That's literally why Planet Hollywood got this whole uh, slogan of, uh, you know, ju- judgment-free zone because... Oh, Planet Fitness. Planet Fitness, yeah. Did I say that? You, you said Planet Hollywood. Planet Fitness, sorry. Yeah, Planet Hollywood. Said, well, yeah, what's like, where the hell is the Planet yeah. Hollywood nowadays? Yeah, Vegas. I love that place. <laughs> okay. um, but yeah, because... Um, yeah, because that's what it is. You go to the gym and you you do get the folks that's like, well, you know, I got to make a scene in here, you know. Intimidation. And it, and, it, and it went from folks just wanting to make scenes to folks having camera crews in there. And like, you know, and that, and, and that mentality is what folks think equals health, nutrition, you know, or greatness, whatever it is that they're looking for, their goals. And I think that just translate all across the board in terms of ego in terms of what it deemed to be a man, in terms of what it means to be healthy, in terms of what it means to be good at your sport, all these sorts of different things. And no matter what, no matter what, because I was telling, and, and I'm sorry, I'm rifting a little bit here, but I was telling my friends about um, when the Gypsy King fought uh, the Bronze Bomber. So uh, uh, what's his name? I forgot their nicknames, but forgot their names. But uh, that fight, y'all know who I'm talking about. Uh, but when... Uh, the Gypsy King came back. He had basically lost the first fight, but he talked about his sobriety and all that other stuff. He comes into the next fight. He's not shredded like the Bronze Bomber, who was the champion, the better, you know, the better physique um, and the whole crowd behind him. But I'm saying, listen, the Gypsy King barely lost that fight. And he said his sobriety was messed up there. He took the time off, got it under check, and he barely lost that last fight. He's absolutely going to win this fight. 
And you know, the black community, they, you know, folks are like, oh, he's black, so I'm definitely rooting for him, and that's fine. But if you understand the sport of boxing, little things like this is what you pick up on. I'm saying, like, listen, y'all look at him and y'all want to body shame him because y'all, whatever y'all thoughts is, understand that my man is saying he's in his best shape ever. He made weight, his abroad's in check, he is about to wash this guy. You got to stop looking at people and saying like, oh, they're in shape. They got muscles. They're the better, whatever. That's not true. You got to come off of this stigma. And I think that, again, that mindset is going to continue forever because people just refuse to just look at what the evidence are. Daniel Bryan has never had an eight pack, a six pack or anything. He is the best pro wrestler in the entire world. And everybody points to him. And I've never seen that guy shredded. End of the story. Well, I mean, when there, I mean, there are a ton of guys that can work, and I think that's the start of a different conversation about what makes a good wrestler, not a necessary or, or a good talent, rather, because a lot of people are good wrestlers and they have the performance side and they have the uh, you know, wrestling accurate, the physical side down, and they match those up together. Um, and some, you know, it, it's like with anything, anything in entertainment, there are a lot of people that are that make great music, they cannot sing live. Yeah. There are a lot of people that are <laughs> hell of a battle rappers, but they cannot put an album together. Yeah, there are people that can paint, but they cannot take pictures. Ask so you know, it, it is, ask it is about me. Yeah, there's a little bit of that, but I, I do <laughs> think that um, for Miro, unfortunately, I don't think his window is completely closed, and I do think that because of what's happening, for example, on Dark Elevation with Ethan Page and Matt Hardy, they have a full blown program there, and it is actually very good. Elements of it trickle into Dynamite. But it started there on dark. And that doesn't have to be a bad thing. That is the place where you're supposed to go, throw things at the wall, see if it sticks. And if it does, and it did, shoot it up the ladder, get it on TV. I would like to see more experimentation that of that in dark. Kip Savian with the box, you know, doing that thing. It's kind of kind of goofy at first. But it's like, oh, all right, you got a box now. Cool. I don't know what that thing would be for Miro and where he would be inserted. But if he feels that he needs to be inserted, if not on top of the mountain, just in a place where he can see the summit, I'm not sure if I can make that claim for him specifically. But and I think if he does have a hard reset and it is an elevation, I don't know if that works for him either. Because if putting over Hobbs won't do it in a pay-per-view, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure what he's looking for. And I think that that's kind of the big problem. Go ahead, Marcellus. Let me ask you this. Long term, do you see him remaining in AEW even to make that worth it for him? Or did you just cut ties and say you just hey? Well, that was actually going to be my next, like, my last question on this uh-huh. is that the pay-per-view is March 5th. Will he show up before then? I don't think so. I, 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 mean, I, really, I really don't. Go ahead, too, James. Listen, I think a lot of folks are getting away from this loyalty to these companies yep. i think where now folks are understanding that there's money in so many different directions it's perfectly okay for them to chase the dollar it's mm-hmm. perfectly okay to invest in yourself it is absolutely condoned to know your value so does he stay in AEW? i don't think it's a relative question i think if the offer comes and he feels like it's a good deal he also has a wife who he needs to consider as well in terms mm-hmm. of does this work for the both of us? Because we have not seen her in AEW, probably because it didn't work for her. Don't want, and obviously they were staggered at a point. But now you look at it, you say like, we got to lock in something that works for the both of us. This is this is what makes sense for our household. So it's loyalty. I don't think it has anything to do with sort of say booking. It will play a factor, but I think it absolutely is because he's going to have to look down and say, I know my worth. I know how yeah. I felt. What's my next move? 
No, and that's all that anybody, you know, if you look at a, at a job and you see what the pay is, what is the value for you? Is this a jet dead end job? Is this a job with upward mobility? You know, is this a place that you see yourself in five years or, or, or whatever? And that is kind of what it is because Miro has gotten involved with, uh, you know, film. He has gotten involved uh, in the streaming thing. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he doesn't can't pivot outside of wrestling per se. Mm-hmm. Um and, and, and you know, and obviously his wife, you know, is definitely still on the entertainment side too. That that grind never stopped for her. Yeah, and so, don't think don't think that like you know one of them got an agent. Not sure if they're represented by the same person, but don't think that their agent ain't pitching to the other one saying, "Hey, I can I can hook right. them up if you know get on get on me." Yeah, I mean they're not on red carpets because they because they got a ticket. They on red carpets <laughs> because they got an invite. Yeah, right. And he has been in very diverse uh, in, in terms of different genres and, and different activities. So. Like he's absolutely knowing his worth. He he played in a celebrity basketball game, I think it was, or something like that. Oh really? Uh, which was dope. I uh, yes, seen him at uh, movie premieres. Uh, and, and and again, you're getting these premieres. That means like you know, these these entertainment companies they understand like oh, you may be an influencer. That's an easy get, but you also are a talent. There may be something here at some potential yeah. point. We want you in company. We want you to mingle with certain folks. You know, we'll see yeah. how it works. And, and also, uh, because he has that international background, literally speaking a different language too, uh, who is to say that he can't go back to, you know, Bulgaria or Europe at best, and, and you know, flex his muscle over there, yeah. um, as people have been known to do. You know, the world is doesn't just revolve around where you live. Uh, if there's money to be made, they will definitely go fly halfway around the world to get some money. Uh, so let, let's move on really quick, keep it with AEW, and talk. I know it's your favorite too, James. But we want to talk ratings. And the reason why we want to talk ratings is because last night the women made a minute. Now the question is, uh, AEW was the highest rated non-sports program on TV. Uh, college basketball and college football beat them. AEW was third overall. The numbers don't matter. What what does matter is that the women main evented in a high-profile match involving a lot of different storylines that had a lot of different um, you know pieces of string being pulled. Is this the turning point that the AEW women needed in order to um, you know turn that corner and show that women can draw, or for lack of a better word, was it a fluke? Quit ourselves. I would say it's more, and and I hate to be negative when I say this, but I think it was more of a fluke. Um, it's how convenient they do it when most of your audiences that are looking at other TVs, even though, like you say, college basketball, college football were on, everything is off in their winter break. If they really want to mean something, do this when all your top fall and going into winter and spring shows that the major networks put on or even on streaming, put it up against that to show like, hey, we invest in our women to make sure this is on the top of what we need to do for our main event. Um, of course, it's just convenient right now. Yeah, you could say we put women at our main event mark and we was third, but yet nothing else was on. Um, but I, I, I would like to see it more if they try to do that you know, on that that higher streaming or not higher streaming, the higher content availability where other shows are, are in their heat of their seasons. But I just think I see it as a fluke. Uh, two chains, a different question for you, because I know how much you love ratings. I really I really wanted to answer that one. <laughs> oh, you, you say you did? Yes. Oh, good. Uh, one, I just want to mention I was talking about Tyson Fury and, and, and um, Dante Wilder. Yep. Er, yep, yep, yep. Um, the Boston Gypsy King and Bronze Bomber reference. The reason I want to bring this up, because a fluke seems like a word that i mean we know what the word fluke mean but if you yeah. don't it's like you know that random chance anomaly yeah, of something luck. happening yeah. Yeah, luck. complete luck happenstance and i don't agree i don't think okay. it's a fluke at all tony Khan is a numbers guy 
that means he looked across the board and knew what he was going to go up against. And this was like a, all right, we're going to service this. We're going we're gonna to win here. You know how we're going to win? Because you all don't say we give the women these main events and give them a, a shot. So we're going to put them in a position to win because I know there's nothing else that's going to go against it. So we're going to do it and it's going to be successful. And then you're going to look at me and say like, oh, look, the women main event. Yes. Also good rating. Yes. Cool. I don't feel like he has that confidence on any other given day to do this. That's no. why, that's why we're even talking about this right now. Can because I add this, to, can I add something yeah. real quick? It's, it's just like you're saying, like, oh, you had the number one movie in America when you only made $20 million because nothing else was showing that weekend. That's what that's what it was like. But go ahead, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a movie I really love that came out during the pandemic called The Relic. And like it was the be- biggest movie <laughs> of what was the summer, I think it was. And yeah, yeah because did, did Marvel drop anything? Or in Universal, anybody drop anything? No. So yeah, yeah, of course. This independent film from Australia was the biggest movie in the world. (laughs) Who would have thought? Uh, But yes, and and I also think, uh, by the way, Avatar is going to do extremely good because nothing's competing with it right now. Nope. Um, For the ten days. Yeah, yeah. And Shazam ducked out of December, so they didn't want that wreck, you know. But yeah, anywho, anywho, yes, Jamal, you're you're a numbers guy. And, and not just the numbers guy where people look at numbers and say one's higher, one lower. Like, you absolutely understand what TV ratings are, demo, and all that other stuff. You, you've brought that aspect to the show plenty of time, broken it down to the way that I can consume instead of the shit that I read online and saying one looks high, one looks low. What does that mean? Don't get it, but you got us there. The fact that you are numbers guy and you bring this on the second to oh, the last week of or second to last week of the year tells you that this is not an anomaly this is absolutely a strategical plan bada boom that's why we're talking about now it was planned because it's a win-win for tony khan the women went on last and they did good and no one can complain because he can do it and i guarantee you he referenced this at some point i guarantee he's gonna come back and say like and when i put the women in the main event they they blew all the numbers out of water they were the number one blah 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 do it on a weekend that matters do that a week that matters do do really show confidence in the women and honestly i challenge that because that's all the hell everybody talks about is really show confidence in the women's division really invest into them yeah they're good they're, they're talented an array of talent in all different scales true star truly invest in them let us see that and listen y'all can think i'm bashing him but let's not forget the media calls where people were talking about women's division and he would completely cut them off Let's not forget those moments. And, and to, I, I disagree. Da, da, da. Oh, then you had to apologize, sir. You don't apologize when you do something wrong, do you? Nope. That's my case. Which is, okay, so since the uh, the <laughs> plaintiff has uh, <laughs> case, uh, let me say that I agree with both of you, which is why it's a fluke. See, that, that's kind of the problem with this, is that there is no consistency. Mm-hmm. It would be different if there were a consistent measure of success where they said like well no they have to main event because this is the most important match on the show uh the, the uh, bucks and, and kenny are doing their thing and you have a couple other storylines going on a lot of different moving parts with the men and then the women you know obviously had a few things going on as well but the way this thing came together was obviously planned and strategically by con to do so but the deal is is that i don't think we'll see this again for a while this i don't think this is the start of a new chapter, the start of a new era where the women are competing uh, against themselves, against the uh, the men, and against the competition outside of the company. I think that this is 
Khan picked a spot. He he bet on a sure thing, and the sure thing paid off. It wasn't. It was a, it was a one to three bet. Went one to three hundred, because you're right. You know there was there was a bad uh, bowl game and a meh college basketball game, uh, early season college basketball game. Good names. So they weren't even ranked. Right. So if not now, then when? Uh, you would make a move like that. Now, yes, there was a bit of breaking news as the Ukrainian president Zelensky um, addressed Congress, historical event, but that happened at seven o'clock. It was over by eight o five. If that had been from nine to ten, uh oh. What would they say then? But that's kind of the interesting thing because you don't know when breaking news is going to happen. However, now that we are here in a moment where the women smashed it by all the metrics that we say, you know, female demographics up, uh, you know, across the board, uh, they just under a million, which is on par with everything else. Um, highest um, female demographics since October, uh, you know, a little over a little over a month and a half that they've been able to gri- grab this many women. I'm not convinced that this is a moment where Khan is going to like turn the corner on the women's division and start featuring them, featuring them in high profile matches and high profile spots before. I think they'll be back at 925, 930, just like they are almost every week. And the best thing you will see from the women is going to be on dark. And <laughs> that's not me bashing the women at all. Oh, we no want one, them to no, be more. No, one. I want more for them. I, I, let me let me not say no one. Let me speak for oh, hold on, hold on, let me, real quick. Emmy Sakura from the crowd who wrestled on elevation before went, hey, it's getting kind of late. The women are on right now. That's actually her tweet. So the fact that we're all surprised that this is happening, including talent within the company, <laughs> is more on con than it is on anybody else. Oh, and unfortunately, uh, I'm not convinced. I would need to see some consistency before. Uh, we revisit this in two months and go like, damn, the women have been killing it. And Khan gave them uh, three out of 10 main event spots where they deserved it because big flashpoint moments are happening in the storytelling. Yeah, I hope it continues, but I'm not going to hold my breath because of the history. Granted, the history of past results do not equal future gains. You know, check the fine print when you're investing. Uh, yeah. So for for that first half of the show. Nice little 30-minute segment in the books right now. Let's take a break. I'll have your indie spotlight, including a big match for local favorite Trisha Dora. Uh, let's get to that. Big old belt on the Thursday. You already know what it is. If you're looking to expand your podcast reach, your website reach, as well as your social media branding, visit BigGoldBelt.com for sponsorship and advertising opportunities. Big Gold Belt Media is the golden standard for all of your media needs. We offer pre-roll and mid-roll ad spots, on-air host reads done by yours truly, Damien G, on audio as well as video platforms. For inquiries, please email BigGoldBeltGroup at gmail.com for more information. Again, that's BigGoldBeltGroup at gmail.com for your inquiries for your business. Big Gold Belt Media, wrestling, movie, comics, and more. The Golden Standard. Back here on a Thursday, it's your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. I'm Jamal. Uh, two James is on my right. Marcellus is on my left. And before we kick off the second half of the show, let's go to Japan for our Indie Spotlight. And Indie's kind of uh, here. I don't care. We're we almost about the end of the year. And it's my segment, damn it. And we're going to spotlight the biggest match 
uh, in Trish Adora's uh, sorted career. It is her versus Miyu Watanabe for the International Princess Championship in Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling. Tokyo Joshi Pro 23 is January 4th, local time. That's 10.30 a.m. Uh, doors open in Corken Hall, the fabled Corken Hall in, in Tokyo. Uh, 11.30 a.m. start, which I believe Eastern time, that is the night before, January 3rd. So that's a Tuesday night, January 3rd, Eastern time at 9.30 p.m. Uh, if you subscribe to uh, Wrestle Universe, as you should, because the conversion is only 199 yen, which is less than $7 a month, it's the best wrestling you'll get for under 10 bucks. And it's under $7 uh, because that yen is not doing too well. That's a different problem, though. Patricia Dora versus Miyu Watanabe is the match that you'll definitely want to see live on Wrestle Universe, uh, 999 yen. You can subscribe at wrestle-universe.com. Uh, I would wait till after the new year to do so because they bill you at the first of the month, every first of the month. <laughs> it's um, a calendar thing. Uh, go ahead. That, listen, way to bring in 2023, Trish. Uh, that's 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 it. That's the stick. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, big match for the Princess Tag Team Championship, Asaki Akai versus uh, Ed Yuki Arai versus Heidi Howitzer and Max the Impaler. That's a hell of a matchup. And then, of course, there's some other favorites that you may know. Uh, and then there's some other people that you don't know. I'm not going to go through all the names because I want you to go to Russell Universe to figure it out. But the bottom line is, is that whenever time it is for you, if you don't watch it live, you can watch it on demand on Wrestle Universe. But it's Trisha Dora versus Miyu Watanabe, starting off the 20, uh, 2023 in the right way, International Princess Championship for Jokio Toshio, no, TJPW 23, live from Corrigan Hall in Japan. Hot damn good on you, Trisha Dora. And that's the indie spotlight for this week, next to the last one of the year. Now, Let's get back into some stuff on this side of the ocean. Jeff Hardy. Huh. Uh, he's going to go into January, uh, in January 18th. Now, his Florida, um, he had a DUI arrest uh, a while back. Um, unfortunately, not his first one, not even his second one. And in Florida, that's a big deal. He could be even uh, 10 years or so. If he, his trial got, uh, his hearing got pushed back to January 18th, no matter what happens, and let's assume that he will, um, you know, be good to go. Does he wrestle again? Like for anybody, full stop. Will we see Matt Hardy in a ring again? Yes. You know why? It's going to sound completely shitty. Because places like MCW still exist. Mm. Mm. He is an ex-WWE superstar that is monumentally marketable across the board and i'm not for saying that mcw is going to be the one to do it but i'm saying that promotions that bank on wwe xwwe talent oh yeah they listen jeff hardy yeah bring him in because at that point now it doesn't even it's not about the person it's really about the the logo that yeah. is attached to them yeah it's about to get it uh, anymore you you like literally I had my argument ready to go against you two chains but you kind of put something in me that I was like I didn't even think about and when you think about these other promotions that yeah oh yeah we got Jeff Hardy we can bring him in I don't care if it's 20 30 people here yeah we're gonna bring Jeff Hardy here we're gonna try to use that that is actually what will probably happen I don't care if he's 50 55 years old 
if you have a Jeff Hardy, that name is there that can still fight, even though it's probably one third of what he used to be, we'll bring him in there. Um, now, I would say, should he? No. Um, he really needs all the help that he can get to make sure he just gets his life on track. I would hate to see another person that die at an early age when so many troubles and triumphs are just coming through them. Um, but to answer the question, two change, you curb my my opinion. I gotta go with and agree with you that somebody like MCW or some of the like promotion is gonna do it. Hey, one other thing too, I just wanted to be clear that a positive thing in this is that if he's taking it serious, which we pray and hope oh, that yeah. he has, um, his body's getting a much needed rest that it probably has never gotten. Very so true. Will he feel better about himself? Sure. He's probably going to be waking up in a way that he hasn't felt in a very, very long time. And you know exactly what that equate to. I'm ready to go. Yep. My man's going to, he's going to, he got a new set of wheels he feel on, on, on that vehicle and he's going to try to test it. So uh, one way or another, he will, he will step in that ring. But I will say this, this is a time for when the person who is signing your checks should intervene immediately afterwards. By you saying that for years. By giving their best advice of saying transition into something more like your what I don't want to say like your brother. Don't be your brother, but more like your brother. Know how to be impactful without taking a bump. Yep. You gotta do it. You've never been that guy. You've always had to be the the uh the the thrill almost like the thrill seeker, the adrenaline junkie, uh, lack of better words. Um, just somebody who has to push the needle in extreme. That's been your branding. You've always felt like you have to done so. And we've seen many documentaries about this guy knowing since day one, this is what they did. Um, but, you know, it's time for you to think about longevity. You know this sport. You're one of the masterminds of this sport. You have to think about the end game here. You know you got convention money, appearance money waiting for you there. But why you still feel up to getting up in the morning without a cane? You got to figure out a way to impact this younger talent, this younger generation in a way that you're happy, but also reflects back into the generations that's going to come behind. You got to transition into something. And I do not think that means you need to be jumping off the top rope, cages, or any types of other uh, things that you've been doing for years. You got the, the mind has got to unravel from what he's been accustomed to because uh, the body will appreciate it. Yeah, I, th- I think I, I want to agree with that, but that's kind of my problem is that nobody said that your jeff hardy wasn't ready to work it was always the stuff outside of that it was you know it was jeff hardy jumped off of everything that he could in AEW in the short time (laughs) that he was there and even though people go oh my god that's extreme well that's been jeff hardy but the problem was what happened on the florida turnpike because the dude couldn't you know not drink and drive that's that's a different problem and until he addresses that and gets the actual help that he needs for that then it really doesn't matter. But we're just assuming that he kicks that habit and, and beats that, you know, 800 pound gorilla back to get back to a place where he can work. Now that he shows up sober, ready to work, should he? And I think that if you are a promoter, I'm not sure that it's worth the investment. Personally, I want to see AEW move in the direction forward and dropping some of this baggage off of TV, This these uh, old guys. I know they just got Jared. I know that Jay Lethal just just got there. We're talking about the Hardy Boys, and Matt Hardy's doing some of the best work that he's done in mm-hmm. AEW full stop right now. But I do think sooner than later, 
personally, by 2024, uh, we have moved on and shed a lot of these old talent and brought in a new crop, a new class, and have a lot of these guys like Adam Page, Ricky Starks, Hobbs, be the old guys in AEW in three, three to five years. It's not that Jeff Hardy shouldn't wrestle. It's just that I think that this might not be the business for him anymore if he can't control his drinking or his sobriety. Uh, and if that's not, and if that's a, a, an environment that's not conducive for doing that, it ain't going to work anyway. Uh, so I just think it's more trouble than it's worth. Uh, if he wants to be a backstage guy, cool. I don't see him being the next Raven though. Mm. You know, I, you know, and, and that's unfortunate, but, uh, and obviously he can, he can do it, you know, sure. But will he, is it worth the time? I say no, specifically in AEW because they should be moving forward beyond what Hardy can bring. I, I also but, think that this this should be a true test to the wrestling community, the folks behind in the locker room. Um, we've seen uh, one of the Usos. I'm not, I don't want to slander which one it was, but one yeah, of the all Usos who was, <laughs> who was struggling. It was only one, right? Jay. Yeah. Okay. It was no, Jay. Jay. <laughs> He's going, not going to slander. It was Jay. I, okay, yeah. well, yeah. No, well, no, I'm not doing the slander, just to no, say realization how it's come through. Yeah, but it was just only one of the two brothers that constantly having the same issues here. Right. Um, he may not be ready. I'm sorry, not Jimmy. Jimmy, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, shit. Okay. Thank you, well, thank you for Googling. Thank you for Googling. Yeah, no, you know, it's okay. We can we can Google while we, we while we uh film or, or you know, live and whatnot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Edit it out. Um, but I, I think it's, it's a true testament to the to the wrestling community. Uh, time for folks to to step up to 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 be that good influence. Because yes, if he goes to rehab, for sure. And in every story you heard about anybody going to rehab and successfully complete, that's not an issue. It's the most dangerous thing after that. It's the relapse of right. whatever the substance is. And a lot of time is folks always talks about them being alone obviously habit but the the support stops once they think you got the help they say oh you went to rehab then you're good and we no longer need to you know do the thing yeah, and i think that's which moment it's not it's an on off it, it takes work and the heavy lifting may be done within the program and depending on the program that you do uh some of them uh take you in different directions to get to where they need you to get to yeah they're only going to take the training wheels off you still got to ride the rest of the way yeah. And it is an ongoing process forever. That's why they give yeah. you 10-year coins, 20-year coins, and, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know, so, so it's I, not, you know, either way, he needs to get to that point first. Yeah, and, there, and there's, 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 obviously, he, he's legendary, Hall of Famer. There sure. has to be people in his circle. And I, I brought up Jimmy because, again, maybe Jimmy's not ready, but Jimmy had folks around him and, and constantly continues to have folks around him. Those folks around him are the ones that, that hopefully can identify this and be that positive additional resource for him to continue to go so he can get back on track because as we see by jimmy he's thriving out of trouble we hope he stays that way we'd like to see it for jeff hardy doesn't mean you need to get back in the ring this means i want to stop seeing him on tmz <laughs> period yeah so you know we'll see we'll see yeah yeah wishing him the best. best and um you know hope he gets back but i want to move on and i want to want to move on quickly to a quote uh i'm going to open the door and welcome her in i think that she name redacted for right now uh, you know, came the year that the person that came to NXT a year and a half, almost two years ago, to the person that we see today is a complete evolution. To see her in the light on a different platform, to see what else she can do without the WWE conf- confines is going to reinvent her again. 
Obviously, we can't speculate on what she's going to do and what her mindset is. But if she wants to wrestle, if she doesn't want to wrestle, it, it would be fair to do so. But if she chooses, I want to wrestle her. Deanna Parazzo said this about Mandy Rose. And, you know, so Mandy Rose, you know, her, her stock is all the way. Yesterday's price is not today's price. If you are on her uh, your fan page, uh, whatever the hell it's called, mm-hmm. uh, and she is uh, making buku dollars, as the kids say, uh, on, her, on her page. And she may be a millionaire before Christmas is what the analysts are saying. Cool. She never wants to get back in the ring again. We discussed this last week. Cool. The question is, Deanna wants her, you know, is inviting her to come into Impact. I'm not saying that she signs anywhere, but is that a match which you actually want to see? What would an unchained, un-WWE Mandy Rose look like? And is that something that people are interested in? Yeah, okay, cool. So, one, uh, I don't agree with your parameters here. What is an unchained Mandy Rose and all that other stuff? We're seeing it right now. That's what NST has been, is that this new un- Vince 2.0-ish uh, uh, 2.0-ish of uh, NXT has been truly of the what you want to be go do it, prove that this works and we'll let it thrive type of thing and that's what Manny Rose has been successfully doing, it's more her and I think you could talk about Gigi and all of them around around her and talk to the attraction, you could say like yeah and I bring up Gigi because we've seen Gigi for years on the yeah. indies this gimmick feels like her right and and that's why I, I can i can collaborate my my you know my assessment of what i feel is happening in terms of the management of nxt of saying like hey what you feel your gimmick is go do it and if it works we'll let it thrive if it don't then you know we'll figure it out also chase you's coming to the main roster i know you're happy about that thank um, god yeah yeah and, and and again, I I think that Mandy Rose to this unleash Mandy Rose, we've been seeing that. However, however, I am very curious what does a Mandy Rose do with outside of the NXT ring because the NXT crowd, which she hasn't got to go on the road. Let's not forget that. We, yeah, she's on the main roster. I get that, but this Mandy Rose we see now has not been able to get on the road. So now, what does? that look like mandy rose who's not working with home field advantage every single night yes diana should be lobbying for talent in impact sure and beyond her wanting to continue to prove herself of being one of the best because diana damn sure did that in 2021 going into 2022 not even questioning top tier yeah recruitment but also i can see her having the same excitement as well so i want to work her so nothing wrong with what diana did and I think it will be a match that everybody want to see. I I, I want to see how these pieces work together. That's 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 my assessment of that. I, I, I agree, Deanna. Definitely, I don't mind the quote, the, the everything that she just said. But if people have been really paying attention to Mandy Rose, Mandy Rose has low key turned from just somebody that was on tough enough, if she was even meant for wrestling, to somebody that's just a pretty girl in a tag team stable in a way to now a bona fide wrestler. And when you think about what NXT is about, first of all, NXT, yes, they don't travel, but NXT is very well seen and available for people to see on a weekly basis on TV. And if you've really been paying attention to what she's doing, that is what NXT is supposed to be. You have talent, you build them up on a platform to show how good they can be 
which could then star them to somewhere that they can go, regardless of in WWE or elsewhere. So if I'm Deanna, yes. Hey, I've been watching you. I've seen what you can do in the ring. Let me get some action to you so we can do this thing together and maybe build up something here at Impact if we can. That's smart. And I think that Mandy Rose, wherever she goes, if given the opportunity, she can work in, with anybody in any type of match. And she could do it like literally for the past like four or five months when I've been paying attention to her. Yeah, she's a pretty face, but it's like, no, this girl can work. This yeah. girl has character. This girl can talk. So oh, put it all together. She's good. Listen, listen. I, I'm going. I'm going. I'm just going to be completely blunt here. Manny Rose has been completely. Uh, I, I mean, this is think about the era of just uh, what Corey Graves was doing. Mm-hmm. Under no circumstance does she lack confidence in her looks. Not at all. She's she, as they say, is God's greatest creation well, I mean there. even readjust so yeah right <laughs> but I mean like listen let's just call it what it is she's very confident in her looks I'm sure she wasn't confident in her wrestling and back in the back in the main roster day. I can agree I, with that I can I I feel very confident in saying that I think she's very confident in her wrestling now when you when you when you face the people that she's faced in her reign uh when you talk about uh I'm about to say Emmy Sakura uh, when you talk, when you, when you face uh, name slipping out of my head, uh, coming from NXT UK, uh, uh, and and the unification match here, uh, it'll come to me. Oh, um, what's your face? The final yeah. boss. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you, you face uh, Mato Sakamura. Yeah, Mato Sakamura. When you when you're facing legendary talent like that, and you put on a match, I mean that does nothing but boost your uh, confidence, and you can compete and hang with the best. Going out and hitting the Indies. And doing some of these matches will only strengthen that. And we're going to be saying it again. Yesterday's price, not today's price. But I will say this. From Deanna's standpoint, Deanna didn't get the forbidden door treatment, nor did any of the Impact women. So in order for them to work these matches with other folks, with all that talent and being in AEW and all that talent being in WWE, you can't work. That just leaves you with folks that's on the indies. And the indies is really rebuilding itself, but it's still a little bit of a slow process because everybody's looking for a contract now. And Impact... May not have had that money initially, but I think with this new deal, maybe revenue starts to change in their favor. So in order for you to work your forbidding door matches, you're going to have to go out there and pitch the idea of saying, yeah, bring me that WWE talent because we know she's going right back. It's a boomerang. So you might as well get her on the way out. <laughs> so with Gian in, what can you do? Yeah, I want to say that. So you said the NXT is, you know, they gave the talent a lot more free will to just run around and, and do what they need to do on their own merit. Cool. I'll I, I agree with that to some degree. I do think that there is a difference though, from working the Indies or working another company and working a WWE entity, no, no. matter where that entity is around the world, no. just because you were at a McDonald's in Scotland and the menu may look a little bit different. It's still a McDonald's and there's still <laughs> certain things that you're going to have to follow and that's what WWE does. So when I say Mandy Rose Unchained, and maybe that doesn't look that much different because she's, you know, what she decides to do coincides with a WWE friendly experience. Cool. However, if it does look different now that she has the ball, you know, that it could be scary to some people. That could be an opportunity where you go, I've never done this before. And even though, yes, in NXT, she was still right there next to Shawn Michaels. She was still you know, a, a call, phone call away from Triple H. That is very different than how do you want to work this match? 
What, what are we putting on? We got 20 minutes. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not saying that she can't do that, but if we've also known that she hasn't been afforded the opportunity to do so outside of the confines of WWE. So yes, I want to see the match happen. That's a, that's a bullet point match for impact. That is a big deal. That's a big deal match for impact, no matter who she works. And they have a, a, just a ton of women over there. It's just, you know, it's, it's, it's not, you know, God has a sense of humor. Is that WWE is the biggest culturally defining wrestling entity in the world. And Impact arguably has the best roster, top to bottom, pound for pound, in North America. And WWE trips and stumbles to 2 million people a, day, uh, a week. And Impact I, can barely get 100,000. Yeah, I just want to, I also want to note by that statement of saying, because a lot of people are going to look at quality, I mean, quantity over quality. And oh, yeah, but nobody said that, though. I mean, like, yeah, somebody in here is going to assume that because WWE is bigger and bigger means better. No, stop that. That's I mean, but you, you know, the masses. I, I, listen, I do agree. I mean, I, there was the one year where it was this across the board. Everybody knew that Impact had the best women's division. Right. And they also treated women like they were just wrestlers. It wasn't mm-hmm. a women's division. It was. And, and obviously, yes, they have the Impact division. I get it. But they were women's. It was it wasn't women's wrestling. It was just wrestling. Intergender matches, uh, top talent, dep- no matter the sex. You're if you if you're a main eventer, you're a main eventer. That's just what it was then. And they showed a lot of confidence in it. Guy always give props to Scott Demore and what they do over there. Uh, this this is the uh, <laughs> for lack of better words, they're like a cockroach, man. They cannot mm-hmm. be killed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Impact will be the last thing on earth when the sun explodes seven billion years from now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They yep. will they will uh, outlive the ball. Yeah, and again, I think that um, their talent gets happy during free agency because they know Impact is willing to go out there and and be aggressive with free agent talent. But I also think that Mandy Rose should um, test herself. And I think, yeah, you're going to get a WWE check again. It's without a doubt. But go test yourself. Um, I think, I think Mandy Rose, go across the pond. Which pond? New Japan? I think that her working and 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 getting some reps in 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 in, in some place like progress, and then okay. doing stardom, mm-hmm. I think really. And I mean, you we we're gonna keep saying it, but she has to be thinking it too. Yesterday's price and today's price. Go back and let them know, like, oh yeah, I acquired some new skills. I I, I know I got this WWE WWE thing on lock. Y'all obviously invested in me, but I got some new skills now. I, I've learned these different styles of wrestling. Uh, catch and and strong style go go do it while you have the opportunity here unless she has a non-compete calls which we don't know how these nxt things are we can assume but we don't know uh because languages have changed i mean her having her exclusive spicy site wasn't the problem it was what was being on the air so like obviously that's a difference in culture than what they were the people were used to before um I think she, I really, I really would love to see her really test herself. I will, I want to see her really come out of her, comp, her, her, her comfort zone. I think the main roster didn't work. NXT completely recrafted her, right? Built, built her as a champion that people were invested into, and she's had stellar matches up and down the board here as the top champion. So her confidence is there, and I would love to see that go somewhere. Go impact, go 
go to uh across the pond do not go to AEW because that's not going to help you it's no. not going to raise your stock at all actually actually i could imagine that wwe actually wants that to happen because that will devalue her i don't even want to get into that conversation but it will devalue her if she did that uh, i mean i think devaluing is a little bit harsh but i do want to say that let's assume that mandy rose chooses chooses the wrestling she i would rather her do the cody thing and just I, go and just run through the indies. You know, I'm pro. I'm I, again. We I don't know if we labeled it here, but the world tour. I I yeah. am always mm. on board for that. When we talk about uh, Drew McIntyre, Cody Rhodes, yep. Uh, it was somebody else that did it too. Uh, the, the Hardy Boys at a time kind of did it. Chris Believe in yourself. Do the world tour. Chris Jericho didn't hit the indies. She he did all the major promotions, but either way. Invest in yourself. Hit but the she's world clearly court. a big enough name where it's mutually mutually beneficial for everybody to bring her in there. I'm not saying that she needs to have a bloodbath with Ali Cat and GCW, but what I am saying is the fact that she's in the building in the front row puts GCW on the map in a way that they arguably never been before. They're mainstream now, then, which yeah. may be a problem for yeah. the ire of their loyal fans. Matt, Matt Cardona is the example currently right now. His stock yeah. is super high, and there's a lot of interest and rumors saying that he goes back to WWE. Where he exit and where he comes back at, way too different person. He ain't gonna be the woo woo guy no more. That's nope. dead. That doesn't even exist anymore. That he won't even probably get the name Zack Ryder back anymore. He will probably just be Matt Cardona. Yeah. Well, I mean, WWE likes their trademark, so that's yeah. a different thing. Yeah, but yeah, it would be back. interesting to see where she decides to go, and and more importantly, if she is decides to do anything. Um, how, how do you just a quick? Quick question to that point. How, how do you feel about Bronson Reed, a.k.a. Jonah, coming back to WWE? To be determined for me. Yeah, it depends I mean, on how they do it, just to be determined. Yeah, I'll, I'll need to see, you know, a little bit of, of what that what that looks like. And, you know. I I was loving the New Japan stuff. Loving it. Loving it. And I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, I have no reason to believe that it, it won't be fine. I mean, he's been good everywhere that I've seen him. So if he wants to come back to WWE and do a thing and be Bronson Reed again, cool. Uh, I mean, sure, you know, make make your money, but yeah. um, but it is kind of like from from just from a wrestling standpoint because obviously there's so many more intangibles that go into it, logistics, being in the U.S. with his family and all that good stuff too. That notwithstanding, uh, you know, I don't I don't see why why he can't be inserted into a high profile role. I don't see why he can't be their Samoa Joe. Yeah. I would love I would love for WWE to step in as an agent for their talent and book them for these other events. Let them let Jonah go back I, to I would love for them to make them employees to do so. That's a different conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's ever gonna happen though. Thank Oops. you, sir. Thank you for that. So <laughs> yeah, two minutes it. left before the golden hour. Let's get out of here. Uh any last words for this week before Christmas? Uh first of all, I mean, let me say this. Um yeah, it's it's going to be blistering cold this weekend. Yep. Christmas is going to be yeah, well below freezing, um, you know, all across the U.S. and Canada. So please do your best to stay warm. Um, if you have some old, you know, uh, if you look through your old speaking out merch, you might want to burn some of that this weekend for warmth. You know, if you if, you know, because Lord knows that's been a bit of a mess. Uh, Matt Riddle, we're looking at you now, but but yes, do your best to stay warm. But if you have any. Uh, Christmas plans uh, for you guys. What's the what, what's going on very, very quickly for Christmas? So for me, this is the first time in a lot of years and I'm saying local for not only Christmas, but I did it for Thanksgiving, too. So just good to be in my own home, you know, for, for one time for both holidays. It's something that's new, um, but I'm going to enjoy it. 
<laughs> I was telling my family today, I was like, I think I'm going to go up north and see the rest of my family. And uh, I was like, y'all can ride with me if they want. It's like, nah, that, I think we're going to keep it local. There's like also the weather. And I was like, and on that note, I'm going to stay here. Because I totally forgot that the that storms were coming. And yep. New Jersey, New York area, I, I already heard it's coming down in, in, in Toronto. So, like, it's only a matter of time. And and uh, people who play fantasy football, you already see that predictions in terms of how games are going to be impacted. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's. It's coming, folks. Yeah. It's coming. <laughs> and the irony is that a lot of those games are being moved to Saturday instead of Sunday, where most of the storm will have passed. So that'll be interesting to see how well that happens, too. But, uh, well, as, as for me, uh, yeah, I'm going to do the same thing, keep it local. Um, was going to go out and do a thing, maybe see some family somewhere around. But you know what? We got Zoom for that. So <laughs> I will from the, uh, you know, from the warm, you know, comforts of the living room, uh, say hi to everybody over the Internet. But otherwise, it's going to be cold as hell this weekend. So please stay warm. Check on your loved ones. Make sure they're good to go. Yep. And, uh, you know, make it all back to next week where we'll do it again. The last show of the year next week and next week, I want to talk a little bit more about what we want to see in 2023. 2022 yeah. was an interesting year. Uh, you know, a lot of ups and downs, a lot of, you know, parts, pieces into place to get excited about. A lot of things fell apart. You know, some high notes hit, some low expectations, you know, didn't really come through. So what will 2023 be? We'll get into that next week. But for two James, Marcellus, I'm Jamal. We'll have you have a good one. Enjoy your Christmas, your Kwanzaa, your Hanukkah, your Festivus. Enjoy yourself responsibly, but do so. <laughs> and no matter what you do, you come back here next week. Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, live in your face. Big Go Go Wrestling Podcast. We out. Hey, folks, really, before I, beautiful ending, but folks, don't forget. The Big O Bell Wrestling Podcast does take their hiatus. We take our hiatus in the month of January. So last week, next week will be our last episode until February. So now, now that you heard that and everything beautifully that Jamal said, you better show up next week because we are going to reflect on this year. Our thoughts coming into next year. Um, but that'll be the last one for a couple of weeks. So we want to see y'all there. Unless like some crazy news happens, we gotta get in on get it on the show in January. But yeah, we take our break in January. Um, because RR, RR, and you make sure you do that too. But yeah, much love. Thank you so much, everybody, for the support y'all been giving us this year. Um, and for all the years beyond that. Happy holidays. And Jamal, thank you again for your view friend. But I just had to let the fans know. But yep, we're out and we'll see y'all back next week. Yeah. All I really need that big old bell.